Birth stories are as unique as our children. There are no two alike. Each birth experience is different, and yet every birth mother will say the same. Childbirth hurts. Whether you deliver with midwives at a birthing center like me, or a small African village like my great-grandmother, or a large city maternity ward, the same is true for all. It takes pain to bring a child into this world. But pain in motherhood is more than labor contractions. New joys and anxieties are born with each child because mothers carry their children in more ways than one. You may have pushed your child out or pushed through the complexities of adoption, foster care, or step-parenting. Or maybe you are laboring in discipleship to produce children through spiritual rebirth. Whatever the case, it is painful work to nurture image bearers. We hold our children in our arms and hearts and their well-being becomes our mission. From their daily care to their salvation in Christ, we pour our energies into all corners of children's lives. But our kids, like us, are sinners. Our many efforts fall short and so do our children. They behave in ways that disappoint and hurt us. And worse, sometimes their sins mirror our own struggles. A labor contraction is nothing to this kind of pain. Eve suffers something like this in Genesis 4. And chapter 3 of the seed of the woman sits with her in that agony. Whatever your work or pain, I pray you are encouraged by this chapter of the book. We can have hope amid our hard labor because God keeps his word. Christ, the seed of the woman, sustains us today and will one day put an end to all pain. Chapter 3, Eve, Pain and Hope in the Wilderness East of Eden, Genesis 4. Eve had never known a moment outside of the garden, but there came a day when her eyes opened to a painful life east of Eden. What were her thoughts on that first morning, I wonder? Did she grieve loudly? Did remorse threaten to overwhelm her? Did she console herself with the promise of a snake-crushing offspring? Her statement in Genesis 4.1 seems to suggest hope in God's faithfulness. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. God remembered her in the wilderness, and by his mercy, the mother of all living became a mom. This woman who had obeyed the voice of the cunning snake deserved nothing but death. Yet there she was alive and producing life. Eve knew that her child was God wrought and not the product of her own strength or merit. She called her son Cain. The name sounds like the Hebrew word for gotten. God had given her offspring. 
Would this one be the serpent crusher she longed for? Tragically, what follows in Genesis 4 brings more pain before consolation. Eve gave birth to a second son, Abel. Her two boys grew up to be working men. Abel was a shepherd and Cain a farmer. One day, both sons presented an offering to the Lord. Cain brought the fruit of the ground and Abel, the firstborn of his flock. God, who knows the intentions of every heart, had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. And from here, the story turns and slips into sins that magnify the first parent's fall. Genesis 4 isn't a long chapter, and yet it contains an abundance of recognizable human experiences. We witness sibling rivalry as envious Cain fumes over God's pleasure in his brother. We find distrust of God's word as Cain ignores God's warnings against sinful anger. We see uncontrolled anger as it crouches, pounces, and masters Cain. There's domestic violence and murder as Cain strikes and kills his brother in a field. The evil shown in Genesis 3-6 was reaping a bounty of depravity in the world and pain in Eve's household. I remember the first time I noticed a sin in my daughter that reminded me of my own past. My feelings were a jumble of present worries and former regrets. I can't help but mourn with Eve in Genesis 4. She is bereaved of both her sons. The second was dead and the first was his killer. In pain you shall bring forth children. Genesis 3.16. God's words perhaps rung in her ears at the news of Abel's death. Surely, motherhood's pain is more than labor's contractions. The child she had named Gotten with God's help had taken the life of his brother, and the entire drama was a sad echo of her own earlier crime, only amplified in degree. Like mother, like son, Cain supplanted divine sovereignty by stealing something God had created. Not fruit this time, but human life. Men and women were to fill the earth with people, not destroy them. And yet we find Adam and Eve's firstborn son with bloody hands. The deadly effects of original sin produced an immediate escalation of sin. Cain was bold in his rebellion. God posed the same question asked of his mother in Genesis 3, 13. What have you done? A cornered Eve had blamed another and then quietly received her judgment. Cain, on the other hand, denied any, any knowledge of the crime and then challenged the severity of his sentence. In the end, a cursed Cain slithered further east to father descendants who would generate cities and cycles of corruption. We see the first polygamous marriage, violent revenge, and more murder 
in Cain's line. Eve was left behind with a dead son and a second who acted more snake-like than snake crusher. Would God's grace continue to shine in this wilderness of pain? Where was the promised seed of the woman? And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. Genesis 4, 25. Seth, whose name sounds like the Hebrew word for appointed, was placed in Eve's arms. The Lord appointed another offspring, a seed who would grow to produce good fruit. The covenant line of Seth would lead to righteous Noah, Abraham, David, all the way down to a holy baby in a manger. God would keep his promise. Eve didn't hope in vain. Pain enters the scene early in the story of redemption. It strikes Eve, but she could testify to this. We can have hope amid our pain because God keeps his word. His poem of judgment to the serpent will be fully realized. The conquering seed will crush the effects of sin and will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. Revelation 21.4 Pain has an end date. God's people living in the wilderness east of Eden can rest their hope in God's unfailing promises. Just ask the daughters of Eve who follow her in the book of Genesis.